We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord Good to see you all. Let's all be seated. And actually, you know what? Never mind. Let's all stand up for a word of prayer, shall we? God is good. Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts. God, thank you that um, you are sovereign over all. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are uh, almighty God and that you are pure and holy. Lord Jesus, there is none like you. And God, thank you that you have uh, given us this privilege to come into your presence this morning and to sing songs of praise to you, to glorify you, to hear your word. Father, I just pray that you would be glorified, and God, that you would draw each one of us to you. Thank you, God, for all that you've done and all that you are doing, Lord Jesus. We just praise you. Thank you for each one that's here, God, Lord, each precious soul that um, is here, Lord. God, I pray that you would draw us to you, that, um, that, Lord, we would come to know you more. Father, as we sing this first song, it says, Lord, I need you. God, as we come to you, God, we just confess our need. For you, Lord, we are nothing without you. Lord, you are our everything. Every good and every perfect gift comes from you, Lord. God, you've given your life for us. And Lord, we give our lives to you this morning. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart, you're the one that
defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you. Amen. I love in that verse where it says that um, holiness is what? It's Christ in me. It's his holiness imputed into us. That's how we are justified before Christ. And we need him. Amen. Amen. He's our one defense. He's our righteousness. Um, He's everything. We're nothing without him.
open up our eyes that we may see all our ways are known to him. Amen. Uh, you can be seated. You know, this week I had a <clears throat> Thursday. I de- well, I'll start a little earlier. Monday morning, I decided just not to get out of bed because I felt too tired. So I stayed home, worked on my truck, and I thought I had it all figured out for the week. And then um, Tuesday went just fine, and then Wednesday and Thursday comes around, and I'm like, well, I was just telling my wife how wonderful the week was going and how much I thought we were going to get done. And the last load that I was doing to catch up on Thursday, uh, or sorry, this was Wednesday, not Thursday, um, Wednesday, the last load that I had to catch up, I hadn't been caught up with the logging crews for about nine months, and I was so happy that this was the last load and I was caught up. So I'm flying down off the mountain um, a little too fast, obviously, and I looked in the mirror as I came around to one corner, and I just, I looked at how far the pup was laying over uh, my trailer, how far it was laying over behind me, and I knew this wasn't going to end well. Um, And sure enough, it just went crash and everything went boom and the whole load of logs went all over the road and I quickly jumped out of my truck and right away I was really worried because nobody likes loggers very much and they're always kind of annoyed with us to begin with and I thought well I gotta get this cleaned up as fast as possible because everybody's gonna be really upset with me so I cleaned it up as quick as I could and and um I got down and I crawled off the loader and I was like waving cars. There was by this time there's six or seven cars on each side of me waiting to go through because I'm, my pup was laying all over the road. And they were waiting and I was just like, well, these guys can get going now. They can tell me what they think of me as they all drive by. And Well, I got quite the opposite effect. The first lady that was the first one there. She came up to me with a Gatorade and a granola bar and said, that looked almighty stressful, and I hope this will help you feel better. And after that, everybody that drove by had something. They had their windows open, and everybody that drove by just had something to say. Man, that was a good job cleaning it up. Wow, we've never seen anything like that, you know, and hope the rest of your day goes better than this. And as I got going down the road, I had to think to myself, my attitude was going to be affected by them. And it was. If they had been upset, that would have been my attitude to so much of the extent. But yet I went away from it thinking of how wonderful God is. Nobody was hurt. There was really nothing happened other than my own pride was a little wounded that I rolled my pup again. And that I had made a mess. But yet I met a lot of people. And I was able to tell them, even the neighbors as they walked up and all that, just say, wow. Praise the Lord, nobody was hurt. I just had to be reminded of how much God does sometimes in even our trials and through the tough times, the things that we screw up on, what testimony does God hold out through us in that? And how much, I don't know if any of those people were Christians or believers or not, but how much they were a testimony to me of, yeah, we had to sit here for 15 minutes while you cleaned it up, but hey, thanks for the show. And I want to have that kind of attitude and faith in God as things and trials in life come our way.
I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, He will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path, for my love is often cold. Must hold me fast. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. He will hold me upon the one 
who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. Thank you. 
Let's all stand, those who are able. I just love songs that speak about, um, well, really what we just sang about. Um, it's just so awesome to experience the redemption of Christ and how he is our living hope. He's conquered death and the grave. And when I think about that, you know, in regards to my late wife, I, it brings so much comfort to know that that's not the end. That there's, it doesn't mean that all is lost and that there's just eternal suffering. But Christ has overcome everything. And he is our living hope. Our hope is in him. Christ, my living hope. 
that's why we're gathered here this morning, to remember him, to celebrate Jesus, and to be reminded again that he is our living hope. And you can be seated, and I will turn the time over. This little light of mine. Well, you can't do the motions holding him. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Shine it all over Greeley Town. I'm gonna let it shine. Shine it all over Greeley Town. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Oh, that's what I forgot. Ah, I knew I forgot something in there. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Well, I hope you sing it with a lot more gusto than you sang that song. I'm going to pick on you a little bit. Shine, shine till Jesus comes. Yeah, okay, cast your burdens. Can I get my bass up a little bit time? I'm having a really hard time hearing it. Glory cares for you. Cast your burdens onto Jesus. For he cares for you. Higher, higher, lift up Jesus. Higher, higher. Lower, 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 Satan, lower, lower. 
your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Cast your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Higher, higher, lift up Jesus, higher, higher. job. Aren't you guys out of breath yet? What's? You didn't run out of breath. Must be nice to be young. You know, if we'd ask them to do that exact same song, they'd all be sitting there ready to go take a nap. Oh, we should try that? Church would be shorter. <laughs> All right. What's another one? What's one we don't sing very often? Read your Bible, pray every day. That's a good one. Well, good, because I was trying to figure out. Okay. How does that one start? Okay. Read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, 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 and you'll grow, 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 and you'll grow, grow, grow. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Don't read your Forget to pray, forget to pray, forget to pray. Read your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, 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 and you'll shrink, 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 and you'll shrink. So read. Oh, yeah. Hear Christ calling. Come on to thee. Come on to thee. Come on to thee. Hear Christ calling. Come on to thee. Now we'll give you rest. I will give you rest. I will give you Okay, 
What's another one? Nope, that's not a song. But it was a strong note. All songs begin with a good beginning note. God's not dead? Huh? The monkey song. King of the Jungle. Oh, let's do a God's Not Dead. Okay, then we're going to give Pat some time. We won't give him lots of time. I'm afraid he run out of time otherwise. Don't want him to have to shorten things up. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. I feel him in my hands, feel him in my feet, feel him in my heart, feel him in my soul, Woo! feel him all over me. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. God's not dead, no, he is alive. I feel him in my hands, feel him in my feet, feel him in my heart, feel him in my soul, Woo! feel him all over me. Okay, you guys can sit right here. Can you guys sit down right here? Testing. Are we doing good? All right. So what is the word of God? Caleb. What? Praying. That's good. That's good. What else? Reading. There you go. Reading the Bible. Yes, there you go. The word of God is the Bible. And there is a verse in the Bible that says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All right? What do you think that means? Do you know? No? All right. So what it is is God's word is like a lamp. So, like, have you ever gone outside when it's all dark without a flashlight and you tried to walk around? No? Have you, Caleb? Yeah? Was it was it hard to get to your spot? Yeah, there you go. So you could see where you're going. So God God's word is like a flashlight in your life. When you're going through hard times, God and his word will get you through anything. Alright? So there's there's a story about a about a young man and somebody gave him a Bible and he took it home with him, but he just left it on the on the mantle. And he never read it. So um, the Bible to him was basically, it was basically just like a blank book to him. So all the pages were like, you know, all the pages were like completely blank. Right? So it, it, it didn't mean anything to him. 
But one Sunday, his Sunday school teacher said that they were going to do a contest. And one to read the most verses in that week would get $10. So he got really excited. So he went home and he started to read his Bible. And he found out that there is some pretty cool stories in that God did, some pretty cool ones, and he started to get into it, and he wasn't reading the Bible for the right reasons, but he was still reading it, and next week, he won the $10, and after that, he started reading the Bible all on his own, and this time for the right reasons, and he read about how God came down to earth and died for us to save us from our sins so he could go to, so we could all go to heaven and live with him one day, and the Bible... Yeah, that's, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. So whatever you're going through, good times, hard times, whatever it is. Yeah, there you go. That's one of them. And so whatever you're going through, good times, hard times, if you need somebody to be with you or... If you need help, always turn to God and his word, and he'll be with you no matter what. But like you guys were singing up here, if you don't read your Bible and you forget to pray and everything, forget to pray and all that, then the Bible will just be blank to you, all right? So it won't mean anything. But if you, but if you continue reading and everything, then you'll start to see what's going on. And if you let God... You can go back to your parents. Good morning to everyone. Welcome to the visitors. I guess we might have a few. Great to have uh, Phil Francis here with us. Um, so you feel when Katie aren't back yet? Well, there's not any. Katie's not here to print out her brochure or flyers or whatever, uh, pamphlets. So anyway, um, yeah, as usual, there's water, tea, coffee in the back. But please don't all leave at the same time. We don't freak out Francis here. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, great to have you here with us today. Appreciate you uh, coming and sharing the word with us. Um, I don't think there's really any announcements. So game night, not this coming week, but it'll be the following week here at church. Uh, assume that's probably coming up on schedule. That will be our last game night. Okay, gotcha. So, 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brother Phil, maybe if you want to come up and we'll have a word of prayer. And uh, yeah, time to turn the time over to you then. pray heavenly father we thank you so much for your love and your goodness to us and lord i just this very moment i just want to lift up my brother uh feel to you i just pray you be with him be with his family you know he has some that are sick i just pray your blessing on them just pray for healing and just pray you uh give him peace and as he opens up your word lord give him words to speak and us as a congregation each of us that we have open hearts and ears to hear from you. Lord, we just uh, pray for the Light family as they're traveling. Bless them, Father. And, Lord, we just thank you for your many blessings, for your love. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Morning. Morning. Uh, I agree with the words of the psalmist when he says, Psalm 16, verse 3. As for the saints of God, you are the excellent ones in whom there is all my delight. It's so good to see all of you here this morning. Uh, it's a blessing. I've, I haven't been here for a little while, but every time I come uh, in Romans 12, the Bible talks about seek to throw, show hospitality. And uh, I've always came here and you guys have been so hospitable uh, thank you so much for showing me and my family love and it's a it's a blessing to us uh, my name is Philip Francis and uh, just try to tell you a little bit about myself I see a lot of new faces I was born in uh, Kingston Jamaica grew up there until I was about 15 years old and uh, came to America by way in New York City and uh, culture shock, you know, to come to New York and uh, then I joined the army, was in the army for about seven years, uh, fixed helicopters for a living and God has a, uh, a unique way of changing our professions at times. Now I'm a, a manager at Esch's grocery store and it has been a blessing. Uh, the reading uh, we'll be reading from is 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8a. And the topic uh, that I'm going to be teaching on is called Walking in Love. Take some time for you to get there. Walking in Love. Uh, It's a, a very difficult passage. It brings back a lot of memories in my life. And uh, let's start first with reading the scriptures. Uh, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. 
if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burnt, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bear all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Uh, I used to be a monster. And uh, I can't understand. Uh, God's love is just so overwhelming. It blows my mind, brothers and sisters. I, uh, I used to be a womanizer, a whoremonger, and a drunkard. But God grabbed a hold of me and uh, on a bed of anxiety, depression, while I'm deployed in Iraq. And that's where the work started. He gave me my mind back, gave me my life back. And I was in the church. And one day I'm in the church. And a man came to me and opened up the Bible. And it was Matthew 13, 22. I can't forget it. And when he opened up the scriptures, the word said this. The one on whom seed was sown among the thorns. This is the man who hears the word. But the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and becomes unfruitful. God kept squeezing my heart. He said, Phil, you don't know me. And I kept saying, yes, I do, Lord. He says, no, the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So it sets off a chain of events. I receive and believe in Jesus by faith as Lord and Savior of my life. I walked away from a job that was paying me over $125,000 a year. And I said I was done. I dropped my net. I was going to seek God with all my heart. Uh, the man who shared the word with me, they have a home church. They invited me to live with them. Just as in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 5, where the disciples were breaking bread together, they had all things in common, and I said, this is it, this is God's church, brothers and sisters. 
my, my wife at the time was pleading with me. Uh, she said, I don't want to live with those people. She wasn't a believer. I don't want to live with those people. I said, but this is God's church. She just had a baby. My pastor comes up to me and said, Phil, you know, the Bible says do not be bound together with unbelievers. I said, we think you should divorce her. So I listened. I'm sorry. I listened. So uh, I abandoned my, my wife and my daughter. I divorced her. I listened to the counsel. The Bible says, obey your leaders and submit to them, right? For they keep watch over your souls. I wanted to serve God with a whole heart, brothers and sisters. I was all in. There was no looking back for me. I was zealous. She tried talking to me. Said, I can't listen to the devil. That's what I'm saying to myself. I'm all in. People try to tell me, no. Bill, what about 1 Corinthians 7? That's what the bailiff said to me in the courtroom. I'm all in. I'm doing God's will. I'm obeying counsel. So uh, I got remarried. And about a month after I got married, I started feeling some pain in my side. So what's this? I must need to exercise some more. So I started exercising. Then about six months later, I, uh, I started feeling like my back was breaking. And then about six months later, to about a year and a half, I'm in bed and I can't move, brothers. I'm like, what is going on? In the morning, it took me, and my wife had to dress me. I'm wailing, I'm in agony. And this went on for a period of about three years, where at this point, I'm feeling like I'm being electrocuted. I was wondering what's going on. So I finally succumbed and went to the doctor and said, Phil, you got a tumor in your spinal cord. Uh, you're going to need two plates, uh, three plates, six screws. And uh, I, I was like, am I going to be able to walk again? Say, yes, you can. And the surgery is going to take eight hours long. That kicked off a chain of events that changed the course of my life for eternity. So I'm in the hospital. 
had my surgery, didn't need the plates, screws. Praise God. But he began to chasten me like I've never been chasing before in my life. I developed a blood clot, one in my left lung, one in my right lung, and one in my left leg. I was supposed to only be in the hospital for a couple of weeks. I ended up being eight weeks. Uh, at this point, the doctor came in and he looked at me and said, we need to put you on blood thinners. I got on the blood thinners and now there was a massive blood clot in the same area where they removed the tumor. They had to rush me back into surgery. Uh, they couldn't use blood thinners on me anymore, so they were, well, after my surgery, he looked at me and he was like, at this point, I am crying out to God, wondering what has happened in my life. And he gave me one verse, saints, and he said, these momentary light afflictions are revealing for you an eternal weight in glory. Do not lose heart. 2 Corinthians 4.17 And that's when he started to unfold what has happened in my life. And uh, one day, I'm sitting outside the home. I had to relearn to walk. Uh, doctors told me I was going to die. And I cried out to God. And a, a verse came in my head again, and it said, Where a man's treasure is, that where his heart also. So I went downstairs, and I repented with my wife and said, Honey, we've been... Uh, uh, We've been living in sin, and uh, I've been living in sin, and God has shown me that and we've, we've, we've veered so far away from the Scripture, and, and the things that are going on is not pleasing to God. And uh, so at this point, like layers of onions started to get peeled off my life to go back to what has happened in my past. So my... Uh, I told the group what was going on. They did not agree. I said God has called us as a family to go to Jamaica to preach the gospel. I said, no, unless we send you, you cannot go. Uh, I still felt so convicted to go preach the gospel. I said, I asked my wife to come with me. Uh, she did not want to come with me. So I said, honey, I can't submit to this kind of leadership anymore. I, we need to go, she said. So the church decided to execu execute church discipline on me. And we're, we're going to separate you from your family. I said, the day you separate me from my family, that's the day I got to leave. So uh, they separated me. So I had $200 in my pocket. And I took a flight down to Jamaica to preach the gospel. That's all I knew. And while I was there, saints... God started to teach me how to love.
So saints, this is what I, I don't want in the sense that people try talking to me, try to say, hey, Phil, uh, we don't believe that you're right, brother. We believe that how you're treating me is not right. But I was like, hey, you, you don't understand. I was so proud, brother. No one could talk to me. Saints, I already knew. You see, I've given up everything to follow Jesus Christ. But I was humble. I was proud. And I ask you, when you come to the Word of God, come to it with humility, with, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Being destitute, broken, with humility, with love. So, the reason why uh, I saw John a couple weeks ago and I told you I was going to preach from uh, John, but God was like, no, you're not going to go into you know, John chapter 1. And he wanted me to talk about love. And it brings back so many things because... I'm in my office this week with a coworker, Carol, and people just coming in and in and in, and there was so much brokenness. And I recognize it from my own life, from my own past, and, and a lot of what we struggle with is just love. I appreciate you sharing that, Carrie, because that lady, what she did was just showed you some love. And it changed your attitude. And uh, so I'm going to talk about four things from 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8a. And the four points is point number one. Without Christ, anything we do whether by gifting or action, has no interest of value or importance to God. And I was just prompted by the Lord, let me kind of step back a little bit and close out what I was saying uh, with what happened to my ex-wife and my daughter. God so worked it out that He taught me how to love while I was in Jamaica, he uses scriptures to just unveil his son in such a glorious way. Uh, I just can't tell you. He led me back to my daughter. I got to embrace her for the first time when she was six years old. I got to get down on my knees and repent to my ex-wife, repent to my daughter, and God just restored that relationship. It has still caused a lot of damage today. But I'm trusting God for Him to, to work it all out. 
Because it says, love endures all things. Love never fails. So, in stepping back to uh, the four points that I'm going to discuss from 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8a. Uh, first point, without Christ, anything we do, uh, let me say that again. Without Christ, anything we do, whether by gifting or action, has no interest of value or, or importance to God. Let me repeat that one more time. Without Christ, anything we do, whether by gifting or action, has no interest of value or importance to God. Second point, love and patience is a fruit of His Spirit. Only God gives it. You can't work it up. You can't, you can't produce it in the flesh. It just won't happen. Love, third point, love is not deeds of the flesh. Let me say that one more time. Love is not deeds of the flesh. Fourth point, Christ is our example. Uh, so, the biblical definition in the Greek is agape. And uh, like I always talk to my daughter, I says, love can be known only from the action it prompts. Let me read that one more time. Love can be known only from the actions it prompts. God's love is seen in the gift of His Son. Brother, can you read for me 1 John 4, 9, and 10? I'm going to be calling on some of you brothers to read for us, okay? Uh, the next verse we're going to be reading is Romans 5, 8, John. And carry Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 8, okay? So, please, dear brother. That word propitiations mean an appeasement. It's the only offering that was acceptable to God for, uh, for our sins. Another point. But obviously, this is not the love of complacency or affection. That is, it was not drawn out by an excellency in the object. Carry uh, five, no, sorry, John 5 8, Romans 5 8. So we were still in sin. There was no excellency in the object. It was an exercise 
of the divine will in deliberate choice, made without assignable cause, save that which lies in the nature of God himself. I was sitting at the table and I'm wrestling, uh, you know, for a definition of what love is. And brother, I'm like, you know, I'm looking, I said, okay, I know what pride is. I can find it directly in the Bible, right? It gives you a full definition. What the Bible says about love, love is God. And it was like, whoa. Whoa. You can't just put a, a little bit of words to it. It is God. In all his glory, his omnipotence, his wisdom, it's God. Carrie, can you read Deuteronomy 7, 7 to 8, brother? God's love. In First uh, John four eight, it says, "God is love. Love, at its perfect expression among men in our Lord Jesus Christ." Uh, uh, I can't even find the words to magnify Christ enough to lift him up before the saints today. It says in Hebrews 1.3, it says, He is the radiance of his glory the exact representation of his nature. God is love. So when we, we look, whenever we read the word, whenever we're uh, praying, whenever we are, uh, the source of this love is in his son, Jesus Christ. We have the representation the, 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 the complete nature of God that is in his son we it says behold the lamb of God oh. who come to take away the sins of the world oh. anybody else could they read uh Second Corinthians five fourteen for me, and uh, the next passage is going to be uh, Ephesians two one through four.
Amen. Paul is controlled by this love, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel for our Lord and Savior. And he says it, it controls his life. And could you read Ephesians 2, 1 through 4, please? Whoever else. So we see in God's love being expressed in his son for humanity. The reason why I did what I did, I didn't have an understanding of what love is. In church, you want to see what love is looks like look at his son look at his son look at the son Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior first point says if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels and have not love I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Uh, I had two pot covers over there. I forgot to bring them out. But I was going to beat them together for you while I'm talking. You know. And uh, <laughs> uh, the Bible says uh, if I didn't have love, that's, that's what I am. Just noisy. With the tongues of men or of angels, I'll just be noise. That's what God says. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burnt, but have not love, I gain nothing. So my first point, without Christ, anything we do, whether by gifting or action, has no interest of value or importance to God. And the reason that is, John 15, 5, Jesus says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We can't do nothing without him. He is the only offering acceptable to God. Romans 4, 5 says, And to the one who does not work, but believes in him, him who? Christ Jesus. 
believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. And Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. God's gift to us is His Son, Jesus Christ. Point number two. Christian love, a Christian's love and patience is a fruit of His Spirit. Uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 tells us, but the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Uh, Saints, there is this temptation that somehow we can produce these things. Uh, I come from a different culture, but in America, we are producers, right? We love to work. We love to produce. But God says, no. It, I'm the one. Through my spirit, you will produce this fruit. So that's nothing in and of ourselves we can do to, to muster this up. If you abide in me, and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Leads to my third point. Uh, This is very important. Love is not deeds of the flesh. Saints, love is not deeds of the flesh. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not provoked or irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing. And, you know, the temptation in my own heart, when I look at this, I start thinking about others. But I need to to, to examine. The Bible says examine yourself. Take the log out of our own eye. So don't fall into that temptation like me, saints. Uh, And it's so interesting. I called my mother-in-law when I was coming here because we played a a game a couple nights ago. And uh, I, I I was being proud. And I provoked her to anger. And I had to confess that. Say, Mom, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Say, let the word of God, it is living and active and sharper than any torched sword. Let God examine your hearts today. Please, saints.
It is not jealous. It doesn't envy what others have. It is not proud. It doesn't boast. It is not arrogant, thinking of oneself as the most more important than anybody else. It's not rude. It does not seek its own way. Philippians 2.2 says, let us not merely look out for our own personal interest. It says, have this mind in you that was also in Christ. So it's the nature of God who did not, he did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself and taking on the form of of a slave. So love does not seek its own way. It is not provoked. It does not take into a wrong suffered. Are you struggling with unforgiveness, saints? The Bible says you're not walking in love. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness. In Psalm 50, uh, the Lord rebuked Israel for rejoicing in unrighteousness. As a matter of fact, let's let's let me turn there real quick and uh, expound on that. It says in verse 8, uh, 7, Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your fold. For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world and its fullness are mine. I do not eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked, God says, What right have you to recite my statutes, to take my covenant on your lips? For you hate discipline, and you cast my words behind you. If you see a thief, you are pleased with him, and you keep company with adulterers. You give your mouth free rein for evil 
and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother, and you slander your own mother. Your own mother's son, these things you have done, and I have kept silent, and you thought that I was like you. But now I rebuke you and lay the charge before you. Mark this then, you who forget God, lest I tear you apart, and there be none to deliver. The one who offers sacrifice and thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. No one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. In Romans 1, Uh, verse 28 and since in talking about we're talking about the deeds of the flesh give you a little bit of time to turn there it says and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God God gave them up to a debased or depraved mind to do what ought not to be done they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil covetousness Malice, they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they are gossipers, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 warns us that those who practice deeds of the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. God has made that very clear. And my fourth point, saints, Christ is our example. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Christ is our example. Hebrews 12, 2-3 Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Our gaze and our focus is on Christ, who endured the cross. He hopes all things. He believes all things. 
He who began a good work in you will perfect it. He will. Just as in my life, He disciplined me, He has chastened me, and now He is teaching me how to love. And that is amazing. That God says, Hey Phil, I want you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I want you to seek to show hospitality to the saints. I want you to show honor to all people, including your enemies. Oh man, that's a good God. That's his nature. Love those who hate you. Agape. He also says to the saints, a new commandment I give to you. I want you to love one another the same way I have loved you. When I, oh man, it is, when God gave me that verse and it's still, I can't shake it, I can't get over it. Lord, you want me to love the brethren the same way you loved me? Oh man, he got me out of the pit, brother. And he's saying, hey, Phil, I want you to sow the same kind of love. The same kind of patience. The same kind of kindness. The same kind of goodness. Oh, Lord. Thank you. So, Romans 13 verse 8 through 10 to kind of cap off everything of what love is. We know that love is God. You can't see it anywhere else in the world than in our Lord Jesus Christ. You can't do it on your own like what we saw in the passage. Paul says, even if you have giftings and you don't have Christ, it's not love. If you even give yourself up to be burnt, it's not love. No, no, no. It's Christ. Says no, it says, own no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. 
Church, may we fix our gaze upon Christ who has displayed for us perfectly what love looks like in his life, his death, his burial and resurrection and come to him who will fill us with the fruits of his spirit enabling us to partake of this divine nature. I just uh, I just call the church and I've exposed my life, opened up the the closet, so to speak, of my life and show you all the things I, I did wrong. I wasn't walking in love. And uh I just appeal to you today to allow God to, to speak to you, to examine yourselves. Are you walking as Christ walked in love? And if you're not, spend some time in crying out to Him in seeking Him with all your heart. He is worthy of worship. He is worthy of our praise, our adoration. We love because He first loved us. Uh, Let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, thank You for showing us what love looks like in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending Him as a sacrifice for our sins. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness, your grace, your mercy, and this unending fountain of love that flows through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray for this body, my brethren, uh, that they will experience the fullness of joy that comes from you. That if there's anyone here, O Lord, who has never experienced this love, I pray that they have no rest until they come to this fountain of living water that is able to save their souls, that wants to teach us how to love and love well. God, we love you. We magnify you. We glorify you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you, Brother Phil, uh, for your for sharing that. It's like, wow, very much sense the uh, the love of God from your heart, from what you were sharing. And I was just very deeply challenged in my own life to really search myself. And am I really showing that true love of God to others, to my family, to my brethren, um, to anybody, anybody we're in around us in our community? Thank you very much. It's been an honor to have you. And um, I just feel like, I know a lot of times we don't do this, but if you just have a very short, I'm not asking for the second sermon, <laughs> but if you just have something on your heart you'd like to share, uh, I'll just give you a brief time. I'd just like to share a little bit about Phil. I probably met Phil, what, five years ago? Okay, he works at Esh's. When he first came there, he wasn't the same as what he is today, I'm telling you that. And my son, uh, Justin, is a general manager there. And, and here a couple years ago, he pointed Philip to manage the store in Decono. And he told me last night, Justin just had a birthday yesterday and his son, Tristan. So they were over last night and he was telling me about the store, how it changed since uh, Philip's been managing. It's probably doubled in sales. Customers come there. They love, they love Philip. He'll call him out by name. He knows him by name, and um, and his employees have been sticking with him now for about you know the last couple of years. Said, Where are these employees from? Oh, they're from Greeley. Most of them are from Greeley, not all of them. He's got Carol there. We remember Carol. She was one of the first ones that started back 15, 20 years ago when we started the store. But that the attitude and the things that we see in Dakota. Since Philip has been managing there, the love there, they love Phil. And I just don't, I'm not saying this to lift him up because I know what he went through and how God took him where he is today and the message he brought out. It's something that he's put to practice. And uh, it's just, I just wanted to say, share that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Steve. Anybody else, if you got something on your heart you want to share? If not, let's all rise, and uh, there's a meal prepared, so feel free to stay and partake of that. 
And uh, Brother John, if you want to close this in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the message today, Lord. We know love never fails. And we just thank you, Lord, how, how that it's been displayed here this morning. And may we always remember this, Lord, that God is love. So we just thank you for this, Lord. And it's a gift that you give us. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. And thank you for the food, Lord. Pray that you would bless it to our bodies and bless our fellowship after this, Lord. Just be with us the rest of this week, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.